0: This is Jill, and welcome back to the Sports Ethos Kings podcast. All right, trade deadline has come and passed. While the Kings added Kessler Edwards, now if you follow me on Twitter, then you know I am a Kessler Edwards fan. I know it's not the big move that that people, you know, dreamed of or were expecting, but it was a draft crush of mine for. um. The second round for the Kings, which ultimately they ended up um, taking uh, Kata, which was still, you know, still happy with that. But uh, Edwards was on my list for for that as a as a three and D prospect. He's still young. Um, I do think that those are still the kind of flyers that you should be taking um, at this point, as if you can, you know land someone that, that didn't have the opportunity or wasn't previously developed in another situation, um, there could be opportunity here. So, you know, if it ends up being something great, if not, um, I love every dart throw when it comes to a 3&D prospect. And it didn't cost him anything while gaining a relationship with the Nets front office. Um, so I know... At least, based on you know what I'm reading on social, people aren't totally happy with standing pat. I know things went crazy um, over the deadline. You know, it was supposed to be a quiet deadline, and then um, the Nets kind of threw a grenade and blew everything up. But um, you know, you just you just never know. Um, so, what our buddy uh, Kevin Fippen did was he broke down um, for the last 28 games. Now, for the Kings, to get 45 wins this season, would need to finish the rest of the season going 500. That would be 14 wins and 14 losses. Now, if they want to finish in the top six, as you know, they're third currently, To be leapfrogged, and this is just if the Kings go 500 for the rest of the season, this is what the teams below them would need to do to leapfrog them. So the seventh seed would need to go 17 and 9. That's the New Orleans Pelicans. The eighth seed would need to go 15 and 9. That's the Minnesota Timberwolves. The ninth seed would need to go 17 and 10. That's the Golden State Warriors. The 10th seed would need to go 18 and 9. That's the Portland Trailblazers, and the 13th seed would need to go 21 and 6, and that's the LA Lakers. So you can see I I skipped you know 11 and 12, um, just because the common thought is those teams are not going to be going for anything, and they're going to be at least trying to tank. Um, so. We'll start off with the Kings and the 28 games they have left. And this is, again, we're hoping they go 500, which has been a theme, right? They're eight games over 500 right now. Can they finish the season at 14 and 14? Now, I haven't confirmed this, but I know Carmichael Dave at least said earlier, I'm not sure what site he used, um, but it was projecting that the Kings would have the third hardest schedule to end the season. We will see. Who knows? We also had that at the beginning of the year and they played well. Um, it's fluctuated, right? And so you just never know between injuries and everything else. You don't know what's going to happen with any team you're playing at any given time, right? Or your team yourself. So. This is what, these are the games that the Kings have remaining, the number of games remaining against the top 10 in the West currently. They have three games against the Mavs, three games against the Suns, three games against the Blazers, two against the Clippers, two against the Wolves, two against the Pelicans, one against the Warriors, one against the Nuggets. They play the Thunder twice the Knicks once, the Bucks one more time, Bulls one more time, Nets one more time, Wizards one more time, Jazz twice, Celtics once, and then the Spurs. I know that sounds daunting, right? But the thing is, if the Kings can take care of their own business, it will not matter what these other teams do, right? They're playing the Mavs three times, the Mavs are below them. They're playing the Suns three times, the Suns are below them. They're playing the Blazers three times, Blazers are below them. Clippers twice, they're below them. Wolves twice, they're below them. Pelicans twice, they're below them. Warriors once, they're below them. Nuggets once, they're below them. So just in that alone of, right, of how many times they play in that top 10, take care of your business, it will not matter what any other team below you does. This is what we've been saying. This is what I was saying earlier online. Like these other teams are doing things, right? Yes, I wish we could have done stuff, but we didn't. So beam team, this is what we're at. This is what we have. Take care of your own business and it literally will not matter Again, what anybody else does below you, because you need all of those teams to do all of that together at the same time to jump you. Right. So. Pelicans, right. If we it, it again, if we were able to go 14 and 14, the Pelicans would have to go 17 and nine. What they did at the deadline was they added Jason Richardson and they lost Devonte Graham. so. But again, their key pieces will be, will they have Brandon Ingram back? Will they have Zion back? And getting Valanciunas back. So, they play the Lakers twice. Lakers are below them. They play the Blazers three times. They are below them. They play the Warriors twice. They are below them. They play the Kings twice. We are above them. They play the Mavs once. They are above them. Clippers twice, they are above them. Nuggets once, Wolves once. So again, you can see where I'm saying that the Pelicans can only lose nine games if the Kings go 500. And just in that list alone, right? That's Those are teams that are all fighting for spots You know, over each other. They play, I think it's six teams. Let me check. They play six games of... Within the seven, eighth, ninth, uh, 10 seed because they're the seventh, so they play six games. There are six games to be played, um, for the Pelicans between those seeds. So, again, someone's going to be winning and someone's going to be losing. So, if the Kings take care of business, those are like two for ones. So, in addition to those games, they also have the Cavs, the Thunder twice, the Raptors, the Knicks twice, the Magic, Rockets twice, Spurs, Horn- Hornets, um. That's that's not an easy schedule either, right? Minnesota, next. They have to go 15 and nine. They lost D'Angelo Russell, but they gained Mike Conley and they gamed uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. I actually like those two pieces better for Minnesota than D'Angelo Russell. But again, we'll see what Minnesota does. Now, what I will say about Minnesota is they probably have one of the nicer schedules to end this season at least when it comes to playing the top 10 teams in the west. They played the Grizzlies once, the Mavs once, the Warriors twice, the Clippers once, the Lakers twice, Kings twice, Suns once, Blazers once, Pelicans once. Now, and they only have four games against the um between the seven, eight, nine, ten seed. So again, where the Pelicans had six games, Minnesota only has four. So that helps them a little bit in their win-loss of what they're going to be doing theoretically. Now, the extra games they have: Wizards, Hornets, Sixers, Nets twice, Hawks twice, Celtics, Bulls, Raptors, Knicks, Spurs. Again. They would need to go 15 and nine if the Kings went 14 and 14. Warriors. They would have need to go 17 and 10, and they gained um, Gary Payton uh, the second. And is he healthy? I don't know. He's been very sporadically in and out of the lineup for Portland um, this season. And then they lost uh, James Wiseman for a bunch of picks. I would assume they are going to be active in the buyout market. Will that make a difference? I don't know. Now, for the Warriors, they play the Lakers three times, the Clippers three times, the Wolves twice, the Blazers twice, the Pelicans twice, the Grizzlies twice, the Suns once, Mavericks once, Nuggets once, Kings once. Now, they're extra games. Wizards, Rockets, Thunder, Bucks, Hawks, Rockets. Uh, so they play the Rockets twice. Seventy-sixers, Spurs, and uh the Thunder a second time. Now, the Warriors, similar to the Pelicans, have six games between again between um, the Warriors and Pels play two games together. Warriors in Minnesota have two games and Warriors in Portland, two games. So again, those you know three, four teams, again, fighting each other, right? So you're gonna have one team win, one team lose. Lakers. Now I added the Lakers, sorry, next will be Portland. Portland would need to go 18 and nine if the Kings go 14 and 14. They lost Josh Hart. They gained Cam Reddish and they gain Matisse Theibel. Will that make a difference? I really do not know. Um, They had... uh, What they gained, I will say, at least according to listening to their fan base and some of the reporters, what they gained, they didn't really... uh, It didn't sound like those were big needs of the team um, that they were looking for... uh, A big man replacement, and that didn't happen. Um, and so again, we'll we'll see what happens there. But Lakers once, they play the Kings three times, the Warriors twice, the Pelicans three times, the Clippers once, the Wolves once, the Grizzlies once, the Clippers once. So they have similar to the Pelicans, similar to the Warriors, they have six games between that seven and 10 group. They have three games of Portland Pelicans, one game of Portland, Minnesota, two games of Portland Golden State Warriors. Now, their additional games. They play the Thunder twice, the Wizards, the Rockets, the Hawks, the Magic, the Pistons, the Celtics twice, 76ers, the Knicks, the Jazz, the Bulls, and the Spurs. Lakers. If the Kings finish 14 and 14, the Lakers would need to go 21 and 6 to leapfrog them. They gained D'Angelo Russell, Beasley, Vando, so sad about that. And Bamba. They lost uh Juan Toscano Anderson, Jones, and Thomas Bryant. Now, if I miss any additions or subtractions for any of these teams, um, Sorry, but I know there's still some of these deals aren't finalized yet. um, And there's I haven't been able to find a complete comprehensive list yet. And I know there's buyouts and all these kinds of things happening. So um, bear with us, at least, you know, for the day of of trade deadline, Um, we'll be getting more information, obviously, as the time goes. But here's the here's their breakdown. They played the Warriors three times, the Blazers once, the Pelicans twice. The Mavs twice, the Grizzlies twice, the Wolves twice, the Suns twice, the Clippers once. Then they have the Bucks, the Thunder twice, the Raptors, Knicks, Rockets twice, Magic, Bulls twice, Jazz twice. Now, with the Lakers, as always, right? Their additions, great. They got younger, their role players got better, no doubt. Where if they make it to the playoffs, that's a hard team. But as always, it's only gonna matter if you have one LeBron James, right? And if you have one Anthony Davis. Now that's something they have struggled with this season. And why, you know, partly why they're in the position they're in now, too. So, um, can they stay healthy, right? And that's the big question with all of these teams, right? Can the Lakers stay healthy with their stars? Portland, they lost Dame for a while um can he stay healthy and can their role players step up warriors right they've been injury plagued again and we know curry's out for a couple weeks um will it be too much that you know uh, that they'll fall too back far in the race minnesota we've had um you know carl anthony towns out they've had some you know dysfunction internally um again i do think conley's going to be better uh it it again, it's can can they figure it out? because there I will say out of anybody, their schedule is to me is probably the best out of anybody. Pelicans, right? They were really hot to start the season, and then they dropped because, right? They lost Zion, they lost Brendan Ingram, and like I mentioned before, well, they have Valentinnas back uh, again, health is gonna be you know the big question mark, you know, and that's the thing with the kings, too. I mean, it's just for most of these teams, you lose any of your, you know, top two guys of your roster, you know, or top three, four for some of these teams. It's it's hard to win. It's, the talent right now is too spread. That that any given night, anybody can win. And when you're shorthanded, um, you know, it's it's even worse. So. Again, I just kind of wanted to do a little breakdown. And my main focus was the Kings have done what they needed to do to get to the position where they are, right? Going into the season, we, I mean, we were talking, you know, right? Play-ins, hoping for eight, like, you know, what can we do? And I know that's kind of why people were, you know, even more upset today of why, um, no trades were completed, but, you know, as always, I know we hate hearing it. It takes two to tango. Right. And there's also situations where, you know, you have comparable deals to what else is being offered. And. You know, a player, it could be a player says, I would rather go here team, you know, Hey GM, do me a solid and send me here over here. Cause I feel like I'm going to fit that team in that role better. They're going to do their guy a solid more times than not because it is very much a relationship-based league between GMs, agents, players, all of that. You know what? And the Kings are still, you know, they're in year one of trying to revamp their reputation, right? Um, And so, you know, we have a battle to climb unlike a lot of these other teams. And I don't know what it is about the Lakers that, you know, every GM seems to want to bail them out every time they're sucking. But apparently within the last couple of years, that's the fun thing to do Um, because what Danny Ainge sent, I mean, that those packages were, were ridiculous. And then what, you know, what Orlando did and then their buyouts, it's, um, but again, you know what, I mean, there could have been again, comparable deals out there, not even just the Kings, but from other suitors, right. That we know we're looking for backup bigs. Cause that was the thing. And Bamba could have said, Hey, I want to go play with LeBron. I mean, the other guys could have said, Hey, I want to go play with LeBron. Um, I want to be a Laker. I mean, again, those things can happen. And I know those are things we don't necessarily think about. Um, and we're just saying, you know, throw out all the second you know, draft picks to secure it. But I will say this. There were so many mixed emotions last trade deadline with everybody, right? Between Halliburton, Sabonis, all that stuff. A lot of people had doubts. And the team didn't necessarily finish right, Great, We had injuries and things like that. Um, But Monty, right, redeemed himself and everybody's eyes in the off season and what he was able to build with this team now. And, you know, I guess there's something to be said too for this team is the team that got you here. Their chemistry is great. They have the beam team If you know, um, give them a shot to do it. And you know what? And I, you know, we really do think that it's like that this core six of this group, we're going to really find out about the core six of this group as we end this season. Right. I mean, and that's, you know, going forward just as important um, for Monty and Mike, you know, as they're trying to, to build this group. Um, I know for a fact that they were out there making that they were talking with multiple, multiple teams today, trying to make moves. So it wasn't anything of that. They didn't think there were moves to be made. It's just, unfortunately, we're never privy to all the details, right? Of those phone calls. Um, you know, and as like James Ham said on the radio today that Monty was on the phone with the Sixers, you know, up until a half hour, you know, before the thigh trade completed with Portland. So we will never know what happened on the other side of that phone call. Um, And we ended up finding out Daryl Morey um, ended up combining that deal with the Knicks deal. And maybe that was uh, money-wise, situational-wise, that was worth it to them to go with Portland and do that rather than keeping the Kings, you know, separate. So again, there's just all these nuances that we get tweets, right. And we get rumors, but you know, we don't get the phone call. So as much as, you know, I want to be mad and disappointed, which I am. I also try and be realistic and that, you know, sometimes generally you can do all you can do and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And help. maybe there are other teams that don't want to help the Kings because those teams for years have been just trying to steal any kind of, you know, talent that we had out of this place. Um, and that's been the reality. So again, Kings... If you can keep doing what you're doing and finish this season 500, then we'll be very happy. Very happy come April. So as always, um, thanks for listening and feel how you want to feel because it's going to be a wild ride to the finish. But uh, I'm excited to... uh, to ride you know with these guys keep the beam team going um keep those vibes going and see if these guys can make history right like that's you know it would be a hell of a story and it's been a hell of a hell of a ride so far for us as you know as a fan base because most people did not think we were going to be here right um so fingers crossed as always and uh go kings